Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's hour number two of Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the VSEN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi and Bebefe alongside Mike Pritchard, week 17 of the National Football League here. We got picks coming up in about 15 minutes. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, nine of them between the two of us here, and we will unveil those plays here in just a matter of moments. But first, got to play a little game of what's trending, key trends that have to do with today's slate of games. Of course, 15 games on our NFL docket, nine in the early window, five in the late afternoon, and of course, one on Sunday night football. But let's start with a late afternoon game here, Pritch. And we've got a double up trend here Mm -hmm. in the game between the Dallas Cowboys and Arizona Cardinals. Which trend would you follow? The Cardinals are seven and one against the spread in their last eight road games, while the Dallas Cowboys are one and nine ATS in their last 10 games in the month of January. Pritch, which trend would you follow? And does this mean that maybe it's time to fade the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I tell you what, I mean, let's add some more trends. The Cardinals are also 5-0 and against the spread as underdogs. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. you got Arizona 7-1 on the road. Kyler Murray is 8-0 in the building that he's playing in. He's a legend down he's there He's a in legend. 8-0 in that building <laughs> right there. So, you know he wants to light it up against the Cowboys. Uh, and he needs to. He needs to. So, uh, which trend would I follow? Uh, I would follow the Cardinals with 7-1 ATS uh, ro- uh, run in road games right now. Um, I mean, the, the Cowboys, uh, that's a tough one against this football team. A buy low, uh, sell high spot. The Cowboys 1-9 ATS in the last 10 games in January, which is, okay, typically you're talking about playoff scenarios and stuff like that, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think the Cowboys within reach of the number one seed, uh, they have to do a lot to continue with this ATS trend here against the Cardinals team that's going to be pretty hungry today. Yeah, Kyler Murray, Allen, Texas is where he was right. from with the Allen High School, won a number of state championships down there, and of course won a Big 12 title when he played at Oklahoma in that building. So he likes it at AT&T Stadium there. We'll see if he uh, is able to go to 9-0 later on this mm-hmm. afternoon as a six-and-a-half point underdog. The next trend I want to talk to you about is in the Buffalo Bills and Atlanta Falcons game right now. Buffalo, a 14-and-a-half point favorite, total of 44. Well, the Bills, Pritch, are 8-2 and two against the spread in the last 10 games where they've been favored by 10 points or more. So the Bills, mm-hmm. do you fade, follow, or forget this team as a juggernaut against the Atlanta Falcons? You know, I'm looking to follow this trend, to be honest with you, uh, Femi. The Bills are one-dimensional. We know that, and everybody knows that, but yet it doesn't make a, a, a difference because this is a, a third uh, – 
team a team in terms of points. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. highest scoring uh, teams in the National Football League. You factor in their schedule. I get that. You factor in some of the weaker teams that they play. The big line, though, uh, a big spread here against the Falcons team. That let's face it, uh, they have one player that's a featured player, Patterson. Uh, you know the Bills. The Bills are interesting too because I've said all year long they're not a physical team, mm-hmm. and primarily I'm talking about their offense, and they're not. They are a prolific team. Yep. Uh, but you, how do you stop Josh Allen? I mean, that guy is incredible what he's doing so far. But where they are physical, I'm talking about the Bills here, is defensively. And, and I think it's because of the Patriots and what the Patriots did to them. It hardened uh, them. It, it did. It did harden them. They, they're callous now. So at home against the Falcons uh, and, and the, the fever that they're playing with defensively, uh, uh, you know, that, that kind of fever pitch, that kind of aggressiveness, I, I like the Bills in this one. It's interesting. The Bills have the best point differential in the NFL, plus 163. That leads the team. They're 9-6, but plus 163 is of a juggernaut type of team here. And this Bills team, you mentioned they beat up on the bad teams. Well, mm-hmm. here comes the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Not very good. And they've had that point differential advantage all year long, too. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you look, if you look at it and think about it all year, uh, I think the Bills have been on top there from a point differential standpoint. The next game I want to talk to you about, Pritchard, is the New Orleans Saints hosting the Carolina Panthers. Saints, six-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is at 37-and-a-half. Very, very low total because the trend says in the last eight games between the Saints and the Panthers, all eight have gone over the closing number. Pritchard, will you fade, follow, or forget this trend here with the Saints? I mean, I'm going to forget this trend. Uh, I mean, <laughs> come on. We're talking about Drew Brees and Peyton and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, how Christian, many of those eight games had Taysom Hill started? <laughs> or or Trevor Simeon or or who was the other guy? Ian Book. Uh, Ian Book. God, God bless his heart. Yeah. Now you got Sam Darnold coming back. Uh, they unearthed him. <laughs> I mean, Cam Newton. My goodness. Uh, no, I'm forgetting that trend altogether yeah. uh, in this one. I mean, the, the Saints – from a betting perspective, if there was anything to bet on, it would be the defense. And then, I don't know, what is the owner doing to Matt Rule right now uh, <laughs> as a head coach uh, out there in Carolina? So, yeah, that game gets very, very interesting today. But in terms of that that trend right there, I'm forgetting it. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see this game feature too much on the red zone package later <laughs> on today. We're not going to say, hey, let's go back to New Orleans. At least we hope not. Uh, that game being one of the uglier games on the slate of 15 today. The next game I want to talk to you about here, Pritch, is the AFC West showdown over at SoFi Stadium between the Denver Broncos and L.A. Chargers. Right now, the Bolts, eight-point favorites, total 45-and-a-half here. And the last eight games between these two teams, Pritch, have gone under the closing number. Right now, the total sitting at 45-and-a-half. Will you fade, follow, or forget? Oh, this one gets interesting, too. I mean, there's so much COVID in this game. The last eight games between the Broncos and Chargers have gone under the total. And we're talking about a Chargers defense that has yielded so many points this year. I mean, the, the, the Broncos, here's the Broncos for you. Let, let's sum this up real quick. The Broncos <laughs> last week forgot their helmets and shoulder pads or didn't bring them. They could not run the football against the Raiders. Now, you would think, okay, they're going to be able to run the football against the Chargers. Like I said, the Chargers defense uh, stopping the run, it's just non-existent. They invited. They, yeah, it, but okay, can the Broncos rally up and bring their helmets and shoulder pads today? And then the Chargers. What excuse do you have for the Chargers to lose to the Texans last week? I don't know what that was. Nobody does, right? <laughs> so I'm going to forget the trend. I mean, I, I can't I can't say I'm going to follow that trend. I mean, I, I have no idea what's going to unfold in this football game today. 
Yeah, in terms of the, I don't know what's going to go on in the side. I have a play on it, but I'm not very confident in that play. In terms of the total, your guess is as good as mine as to what might happen. It's an absolute forget for me right. with this Chargers-Broncos total. The Ravens and Rams game, we've talked about this one quite a bit here, but there's an interesting trend with it. Right now, L.A. six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Baltimore. Total 46-and-a-half. However, Pritch, the Ravens are 12-3 and three against the number in their last 15 games as an underdog. Will you fade, follow, or forget? I want to forget it, um, but I'm leaning towards following it because of Harbaugh and the culture he's created. I mean, an X-man up mentality, and the Ravens can still make the playoffs. And so yeah. uh, you got Huntley who... I mean, if as a player, I'm putting on my player's hat right now. If I'm Huntley, I'm like, there's jobs out there. Oh, yeah. They're starting quarterback jobs out there. Now, Lamar Jackson, he's got this one. Uh, this is my chance on TV. They flex this game to, to national TV here, 1 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern. So here's my opportunity to show out. Now, uh, could they win it? I, I Look, I, I don't know about winning it. But from a trending standpoint, I, I mean – you're getting six and a half. You're getting six and a half <laughs> points here. This is, I, I was going to forget it because of COVID and the injuries and the roster, but I, I'm looking to perhaps follow this one. Huntley's looked frisky as a quarterback. Um, I mean, it's a guy, I don't know how much his potential is in terms of being a long-term starter, but mm -hmm. he at least can be a spot starter or a bridge veteran kind of starter if you have a young quarterback trying to usher in or so, but he's looked pretty good so far, right. and I don't know how he went undrafted with some of the quarterbacks we've seen get drafted in this league and play the way. I mean, Ian Book went in the fourth round. Tyler Huntley went undrafted. You, you kidding me? You kidding me? What are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, come on. But this trend is all about a hardball. I mean, hardball, right? I mean, yeah. It, it definitely is about jo uh, sorry, Jim Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, mm -hmm. I should say. He has definitely built a very buttoned-up organization there with his Baltimore Ravens team. The last game I want to talk to you, Pritch, is the Monday night showdown between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now, Cleveland, three-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 41. Well, the Steelers are 12-2 ATS in games following a straight-up loss of 20 points or more, hmm. Pritch. So when Mike Tomlin's teams get embarrassed, they usually come back and outperform the other way. Will you fade, follow, or forget? Well, considering the year that both these teams have uh, have had, I mean, you're looking at about a disconnect on both teams here. Big Ben, the generational gap that he's uh, going through right now with his players on offense, uh, and then the Browns, they just can't get on the same page. Believe it or not, I, I might follow this trend uh, today uh, because it is Tomlin, and it's a combination of him and Big Ben because this is Big Ben's last game. We know yeah. that he's going to retire and uh, you put it out there. I know Miles Garrett had something to say about that. And look, Garrett, <laughs> he definitely did. He's got revenge on his mind every time he plays the Steelers, right? <laughs> For what happened years yeah, ago. Don't put Mason Rudolph out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, I mean, from a trending standpoint, I would look to follow this one because I mean, you, you're, you're going to get, I would, I would have to imagine that you're going to get the Steelers best shot here. Uh, everybody getting uh, on the same page for Tomlin and Big Ben at the same time. Yeah, I believe you're going to get their absolute very best in this game right now. We've said it all season long. Mike Tomlin as an underdog is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Mike Tomlin as a home underdog is the very best coach in the NFL. Steelers 14-3-2 ATS since 2007 as home dogs. Mm. Mike Tomlin, I don't know what he says in that locker room, but whenever they're at home in prime time and they're not expected to win, he gets those guys up, and I think the Steelers very much are live. We talked about the AFC scenarios, about how, how Cleveland could possibly sneak into winning the division. 
they got to get by a very, very hungry Steelers team that tends to play above itself at home in prime time. Interesting, though, because we mentioned that if the Bengals were to win that game mm-hmm. and win the AFC North today against the Kansas City Chiefs, Pittsburgh still has something to play for, and you outlined it perfectly there with it being Ben Roethlisberger's last game at Heinz Field. They're going to treat this like the Super Bowl, whether they have a chance to make the playoffs or not. They're yeah. going to get their absolute A-game effort. Can't necessarily say the same about Cleveland. Well, I think about why Big Ben came out with the comments he did, and it's because they need some juice, and yeah. he knows that because well, otherwise it. he could have reserved the comments and said what he said after the season. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very good game out there at Heinz Field coming up tomorrow night. As for today, we're going to tell you our picks for the Week 17 slate in the National Football League. It is Point Spread Sunday. Picks on the other side here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to, like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is Point Spread Sunday, coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, Week 17 of the National Football League. In 15 minutes, we have Ian McMillan of Betsided, host of the Bacon Bets podcast. He'll be on the Green Zone later today watching Falcons and the Bills. We'll talk to him about that game and a little bit more here in the NFL. But first, let's get to the moment you've all been waiting for. It is time for our picks today. Nine of them between the two of us. Pritch, you got a couple in your playbook. What are you on in the National Football? All right, let's go with, uh, I got two teasers uh, plays here. I'm going to go start with the Colts and the Cowboys uh, for my first teaser play. Uh, The reason why I put the Colts on the teaser, because after the COVID news with Carson Wentz, that line dipped to what minus two. Yeah. And that was Ellinger who's going to go as the starter Okay, now we get the news. Carson Wentz, he's activated from COVID. He's got to clear the doctor and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's going to play. Probably we're going to look at that game. And yet, that line climbed back up 
So I figure on a teaser, if it only got down to two with Ellinger, okay, if I can get the Colts as a teaser here, minus one and a half, uh, okay, that, that feels pretty good to me. Yeah, with Wentz. With, with Wentz. Now I got him with Wentz, too. So I, I, I have that as a teaser. And in the Cowboys, I looked at that game. I, I was looking at the money line situation, and it's minus 300 now. Checking it. Earlier during the week, it was minus 250, I think, around that range. Uh, I didn't like that, of course, but as a teaser – I can get the Cowboys as a pick them, essentially a money line play on a teaser. So my teaser uh, is going to uh, uh, pay out with minus 120 there for those two yep. teams. So that's why I went with those two favorites uh, on one teaser play. And then the other teaser play was because it's a low total. Uh, and I conferred with my um, teaser syndicate. Yep, the, the, the teaser text thread. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, low totals is something that we look for. For instance, I mean, look at. Look at the Giants right now. Their their team total is 14 and a half. It's juiced to the under. <laughs> Minus 130. <laughs> it's 130. Minus 130. Blue. Right, right. So um, I, I teased up the Panthers and the Giants, both of them, uh, plus 12 and a half there on the teaser play. Low total. I like that. I, we, we talked about it before the show even started that I almost bet the Giants. I couldn't stomach it, but uh, I, I see where you're coming from with yeah. this play, getting the Giants above uh, 10 points. They're another key number for us. So uh, Giants-Bears, I mean, I wish you the best of luck watching that game <laughs> right. as it has a total of 36 and a half and may not be very entertaining. So those are Pritch's plays. Colts minus one and a half. Cowboys at a pick as one teaser. And then Panthers plus 12 and a half. Giants plus 12 and a half as another six point teaser. So Pritch gave you two. We talked about we have nine, which means I have seven for our mathematicians at home. Starting with the Rams at three and a half. I bet Rams minus three and a half earlier in this week. Just be, It was before the news of Lamar Jackson being ruled out uh, when he practiced on Wednesday. looked gimpy and I was like uh oh, bet against that guy. And then of course now he's ruled out. I think it's an absolute mismatch when you look at the Rams passing game mm -hmm. against the Ravens secondary. No Lamar. I think this line should probably be seven. It might get to seven later on this morning. We'll see what happens, but I like the Rams laying three and a half Titans minus three against the Miami Dolphins. Once it hit three, we talked about it on betting across America yesterday. It was sitting at three and a half. I said, if it hits three, I'm going to bet Tennessee. That is what happened in consecutive weeks earlier this season. The Titans beat the bills, chiefs, Colts, and the Rams. In consecutive weeks. Mm -hmm. Now they got hurt after that stretch, but now that they're healthier, I think we get a heck of a performance from their defense, which is ultimately going to be what wins the game for them. The Dolphins have had a hell of a turnaround. One and seven, now eight and seven, but I think that streak ends today. Give me the Titans laying three at home. My next play, 49ers laying 14 against the Houston Texans. Now, I played this last Sunday when the line initially came out. It went up to 15 and a half, and I was like, hey, hey, look at me here. <laughs> and then the news of Jimmy Garoppolo right. came back, and now it's actually at an even better number. You can find some 12 and a half, so 13s out there. I still like this play, and Pritch, I might like it even more now that Jimmy Garoppolo is out because I think this Niners defense now knows they have to bring the wood. They know that they have to get some stops and they can't just go laissez-faire and just, all right, whatever, we're playing Houston, keep them at arm's bay. They got to bring it. And the Texans, they can't stop the run. You're going to get Kyle Shanahan cooking up those run designs. I think they're going to run all over Houston. Last week I said Carolina was the dog with fleas when they took on the Bucks. I laid nine and a half. They won 32 to six. Houston 
Titans, the dog with fleas. Niners by three touchdowns at least. Broncos plus six is my next play. I bet this one prior to the Denver COVID news. Mm -hmm. So this one bounced back in my face. However, I think they still might be able to keep it close. Chargers invite that run. Denver likes to run the ball. Not in love with backing Drew Locke, but we got to get it out the mud in the NFL. Seahawks minus six and a half against the Detroit Lions. Made this bet prior to the news about Jared Goff not playing. This could be Russell Wilson's last home game. I think we see a big performance from him and this Seahawks team. That organization, they don't know what quitting means. Mm -hmm. They are compete, compete, compete. I think they still do that even though they've been eliminated from the playoffs. Also, Detroit, just a bad team. And I think you want to bet on Detroit when they're big underdogs, not when they're dogs of just a touchdown hovering around that area. So that's why I like the Seahawks laying six and a half. Cardinals plus six at Dallas. Ultimate buy low, sell high. We talked about it earlier in the show here. Arizona's lost three straight after having the best record in the league. I still believe in that team we saw through November or so. I think that that team still exists there somewhere. Now they're banged up in this game, but Kyler Murray is a difficult player to stop. And Kyler Murray as an underdog, we mentioned it, 7-1 ATS run as a dog on the road are the Arizona Cardinals. And conversely for the Dallas Cowboys, It doesn't get much better than what we saw on Sunday last week on Sunday Night Football. 56 points. They're riding high. Might be a little fat and happy here heading into the new year. So it's a bet that you just got to make. Doesn't feel good, but you got to make it. And then my final play is the Packers minus six and a half. This, of course, was prior to the news that Kirk Cousins ended up on the reserve COVID list. Thought the Vikings were dead after what we saw last week. Them laying an egg against the L.A. Rams. Now no Adam Thielen, no Kirk Cousins. Green Bay is going to pay all that attention towards Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook concerns me just a little bit because he can run and runs Mm -hmm. really well against the Green Bay Packers, but I think Green Bay can start fast and take him out of the game. So those are my plays. Rams minus three and a half, Titans minus three, Niners minus 14, Broncos plus six, Seahawks minus six and a half, Cards plus six, and the Packers minus six and a half. I'm laying a lot of chalk here, Pritch. Uh, I see the buffet's open too. The buffet's back open. (laughs) It's a new year. New year, new me, or maybe same me. Buffet back open. Let's go. You know, the Seahawks, uh, I mean, the Lions, what, 10 and five ATS? Yep, very good against the spread. I mean, like you mentioned about Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. it seems like that's coming to an end, right? Yeah. Either I, I him think or Carroll. I, I think Carroll actually stays. Okay. But I think Russell Wilson goes. Wow. Wow. I think is what we see happen. That's going to be very, very interesting right so. there. And, and it, okay, they're laying seven and a half. Because I looked at my former team teaser. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't like the Falcons, though. I mean, I've teased them up to, what, 20 points. And, <laughs> I mean, and then the Seahawks, too, against that Lions team with a backup quarterback even. Uh, I know Campbell's still going to call plays. Yep. Uh, they've worked that out with him and Anthony Lane, apparently, uh, because they've been playing hard. 10 and 5 ATS all year. Yeah, Tim Boyle is going to start for them at quarterback. They covered last week mm-hmm. against the Atlanta Falcons. Circa actually just went to 8.5 in favor of Seattle. So uh, that's good news to me. I like that, seeing that happen. But I think it's a situation to where this Lions team, it's very hit or miss the performances you get. Yeah. Sometimes you get the performance like they did against Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, or as they were big underdogs against Minnesota or L.A. But there's the games where it's like, okay, they're three and a half right. getting points against the Eagles, and they lose by like 100. So it's like I think against the teams that are not as good, I don't know if they can really drum that whole motivational David versus Goliath mm-hmm. angle up. To where that I think these teams, especially the teams that are not as good, don't want any part of losing to the Lions because that's kind of embarrassing. Sure. So I think you get a good performance from Seattle being the final home game of the season, likely Russell Wilson's last game at Lumen Field as a Seahawk. Uh, I think he brings it today. And I wonder when the business of football kicks in, too. Meaning, okay, Lions 
why do you need to win this game? Also that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> also that. Right. Um, like, for instance, the Giants and the Bears. You know, the Bears do not have a number one pick uh, because they traded, and the guy who they picked, Justin Fields, isn't even playing. Yeah. Your, your GM's going to be jettisoned. Your head coach is going to be gone, too. Now, on the other side, too, for the Giants, the front office – is in flux, perhaps too. So yeah. Joe Judge did get the vote of confidence, though. <laughs> he did. Right. They said Joe Judge is back in 2022, which I'm sure New York Giants fans are probably crying in their medium sodas that they yeah. got for free <laughs> a few weeks ago. 14 and a half team total is juiced to the under minus 130 <laughs> for the Giants. Are you going to watch that game? <sighs> I got to bet on it, but uh, <laughs> that's probably the only reason. I mean, it's, I just, I'm just imagining you with your, your TV set up. You yeah. watch the game with the fellas yeah. a little bit. You can say, yeah, hey, they, hey, they, hey, guys, let's turn on Giants <laughs> Bears. <laughs> got 12 and, and a half like, on the teaser. Just go home. <laughs> right. 12 and a half points on the teaser. We're going to sweat that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, the whole teaser syndicate is on the game. Then mm -hmm. it's going to be a fun afternoon for you yeah. guys. Rooting for you, hoping that you get home <laughs> with this game between the Giants and the Bears. On the other side, Ian McMillan of Betsided, host of the Bacon Bets podcast. He'll be on the Green Zone watching Falcons Bills, and we'll talk to him about that game here on Point Spread Sunday. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. miss any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Point Spread Sunday here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, Week 17, National Football League. 15 games on the slate today, the biggest slate of the year, as it is the penultimate week of the regular season. And to help us get ready for one of those games in the early window, Falcons and the Bills, he is Ian McMillan of Betsided, host of the Bacon Bets podcast. Also, you can catch him on the Green Zone coming up later on today from 10 to 5, watching that Falcon. Bills game. Ian, happy new year. Appreciate you joining us here on the point spread Sunday. I got to ask you about this Falcons team first here. They've lost a lot of games to great teams, and that's kind of been the knock on this team. Double digit losses to the Bucks, to the Niners, to the Cowboys, Patriots, etc. What is it about these good teams that they play that just they tend to never really hang in these type of games? Yeah, happy new years, guys. Yeah, I, it, <laughs> I, I, it just comes down to a lack of depth, to be honest, because they just don't really have that good of a team, if I'm being blatantly honest about it. Uh, they're very top-heavy. They have a few guys who are true uh, all-pro players, in my opinion. Maybe Matt Ryan's not at that level anymore, but Cordero Patterson, A.J. Terrell. Um, but then after that, it, it kind of drops off. So these teams that just have uh, that have depth, that have more than one weapon, they can just really attack this this Falcons team. And yeah, you brought up they haven't done well against these good teams. Um, I did the math this week, so it's it, it's my own math. So I, I I don't know if this is right. I think it is. <laughs> but this season they're zero and six straight up and against the spread against teams with a winning record, and they have a point differential against those teams of minus one hundred and forty five. Whoa! In just six games against teams with winning records. So I'm all over the Bills today. Unfortunately, I got to go against my Falcons. They just don't have the depth 
or the skill from top to bottom to hang with these top teams. Ian, I've I played my former team teaser three times. I'm two and one uh, with that. It includes the Falcons, the Broncos, and the Seahawks. And so looking at the Falcons from a teaser standpoint, I mean, we're talking about 20 points here. Uh, I'm reluctant to play it again this week because of what you just outlined right there. It is Buffalo, and uh, I know Buffalo is just one of those teams maybe asserting themselves. But lack of depth, before we get to the full breakdown of the game, I mean, uh, can there, is there any way that I can start to feel a little comfortable, though, if I do tease up the Falcons and catch those 20 points? Yeah, you certainly could. I mean, I mean, 14 and a half to begin with is, is a massive spread. Bringing it up to 20 is pretty big. And also with it being this late in the season, uh, you have to think if the Bills do get up big, that they're probably going to rest their starters a little bit earlier than they would uh, maybe in the middle of the season. So even if the Bills do get up by 20 plus points, uh, I could see them resting their starters at that point. And then the Falcons, uh, maybe with a late backdoor cover on a 20 point <laughs> teaser spread, is certainly in the books. <laughs> It's interesting. We're speaking with Ian McMillan here of Betside, and he'll be on the Green Zone later on today at VEASAN from 10 to 5 p.m., watching all things Falcons and the Bills. The market obviously likes Buffalo this week. You said you like Buffalo. The number's gone from 13.5 to 14.5, but the total has just been hovering around this 45.5, and, and we've got an interesting stat here. The under 6-1 and one in Atlanta's last seven games. Do you see this being one of the more lower-scoring games, or maybe that Falcons in catch-up mode maybe tend send this game to the over? I would kind of lean more towards the under for this one. Guys, this Bills defense is the number one defense in the NFL right now, at least in terms of opponent yards per play. Um, they're not really getting the credit they deserve for having really the, the best defense in the NFL by most statistics. So uh, now they're going up against a Falcons team that really doesn't have too many weapons outside, uh, or at least their offense weapons outside of Cordero Patterson. So uh, I, I would lean more towards the under, and I believe that it's supposed to be a little bit of a snowy game as well. So uh, we'll see what this uh, uh, Atlanta Dome offense, we'll see if they're going to move the ball at all if the weather does turn out to be a little bit snowy. So uh, with just how good the Bills offense is and the Falcons defense has shown flashes at times, I'd probably lean more towards the under. You know, it's fascinating, too, because, Ian, when we think about the Bills and how good their offense is, and, and they're one of the top uh, scoring teams uh, in the league this year, too, we think about Josh Allen. You just mentioned and highlighted for us right there that their defense is one of the top defenses, if not the top defense in the league, too. What do you make of the Bills uh, at 9-6 and six this year? Obviously, some stumbles along the way, I get it, but a one-dimensional offense still very potent. Uh, and then you combine that with what they're doing defensively, too. What do you make of the Bills leading into the playoffs? Yeah, I think I'm higher up on the Bills more than most people are. Most people kind of still have a, a few of their bad games stuck in their mind. Uh, obviously, the, the loss in the first game against the Patriots, the terrible loss against the Jaguars, which still is probably the most mind-blowing result of the entire season. The Jaguars beat them 9-6 to six, uh, early in the year, but... Uh, I, I am a statistics guy uh, at the end of the day, and my, one of my favorite stats to look, uh, to look at when I'm just looking at an overall team performance is net yards per play, which is the amount of yards gained on offense per play, subtract the amount of uh, yards given up per play on defense, and the Bills are first in the NFL, and it's by quite a wide margin as well. So, uh, yes, they have stumbled along the way, uh, but really at the end of the day, once you get in the playoffs, that's all that really matters. And statistically, throughout the year, if you're looking at a whole – uh, the season as a whole, the Bills are the, the top team statistically. So uh, I'm higher on the Bills than I think most people are.
Ian, I want to look at some player props in this game here. You mentioned that how you think Buffalo's defense, and statistically it's proven that they're the number one defense in the NFL, obviously led by that secondary. Matt Ryan's player prop for passing yards right now, 207 and a half yards here. Now, there's a good chance the Falcons will be in catch-up mode, but that secondary is elite. What do you think about that number? Would you go over or under 207 and a half? Yeah, it's interesting you brought, brought that one up because that is my favorite uh, player prop of the game is actually the under on Matt Ryan's passing total. Uh, yeah, the Bills defense is, is one of the top defensive units in the NFL, but really it's their secondary that's really good because, I mean, the Patriots showed in the first game against them. You can kind of run the ball at times against this Bills defense, but in opponent yards per pass attempt, Buffalo is giving up 5.3. The next closest team is the Patriots at 5.9. So that's a .6 yards per pass attempt difference between Buffalo and the entire rest of the NFL. That's a pretty big, uh, that's a pretty significant change. So uh, I, 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 yeah, I like the under on Matt Ryan's passing total. I, I think it's too high, especially if we get a little bit of snowy weather too. Yeah, it's going to be outdoors for a dome team. Uh, Western New York in January might be pretty uncomfortable for this Falcons offense. Real quick here before we let you go, Ian, I got to ask you about this Falcons season win total. I believe it was seven and a half or so. We're right there at that seven number. Do you think they go over with a win maybe next week since you'd like the Bills today? Yeah, I think they do beat the Saints next week. Yeah, they already beat the Saints earlier in the year. Um, yeah, and obviously, I mean, I, I try not to let my bias take control too, too much, uh, but I can't bet against uh, my Falcons when they take on the Yanks. So uh, <laughs> I, I, think the, I think the Falcons will hit the over there in the final week of the season. See, Ian's a fan because he knows about the Yanks. <laughs> he knows about the Yanks. <laughs> we're we're going to make sure we ship some garbage bags over to the, uh, the Saints fans for next week's game as they try to get into the playoffs. He is Ian McMillan of BetSide and host of the Bacon Bets podcast. You can see him on the green zone later on today from 10 to 5 watching Falcons and the Bills. Ian, appreciate you joining us once again. Happy New Year and uh, best of luck later on today. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it as always. And yeah, happy new year. Good luck with your bets. Thank you. All right. How about that? Yeah. He likes the bills. I he know. said he's a Falcons fan and he put that aside. It says he still likes the bills laying 14 and a half. Also likes that under there and the favorite play under Matt Ryan passing yards 207 and a half with that Bills secondary looking pretty, pretty good. Right. Not only the, the snow, but the cold weather too. I mean, yeah. I can remember as a player in Atlanta, we always played Buffalo for some reason in the month of December <laughs> uh, and it, at night it was cold all the time. Did not like that, but uh, yeah, dome team going to weather. Uh, that's always a detriment for sure. Uh, and you know, you wonder, I mean, Matt Ryan, the guy, he's a dinosaur at this point too, sometimes. And, Really looks apart. <laughs> really looks apart too. But yeah. you know, Patterson's bailed him out. Arthur Smith. They did a fine job, I think, with uh, the roster that they have and the dynamic that they're dealing with uh, as they're moving away from Matt Ryan and going and embracing the younger players as well. We got about a minute left. We want to update some line movements we've mm -hmm. seen over the last five-ish minutes or so. The 49ers have actually gone up at Circa and Westgate to 13 and a half. Consensus still 13, but that looks like to be trending toward the Niners here. This game kicks off, of course, 105 Pacific, 405 over on the East Coast. Also, this Bills-Falcons game, we've been talking about it. Circa, 
and DraftKings actually went to 14. Wow. So we're seeing a little bit of buyback on Atlanta mm -hmm. at that plus 14 and a half. They went to 14 with that game. The total at those spots, or at circuit at least, is 46. I know Ian says he likes the under, so if you like the under as well, you know where to bet at circa or Westgate dealing those numbers. And, of course, we're seeing more money for the Cincinnati Bengals. Westgate just went to three and a half. So three and a half now the consensus number in Chiefs-Bengals, the premier game of the early window with a total coming in at 51. And the Rams right now at Westgate, six and a half point favorites over the Baltimore Ravens. So again, a little bit of line movement early this right. morning, but inactives are not coming out until 8.30 Pacific time. And that is 11.30 over on the East Coast. On the other side, we'll wrap up our final thoughts on all 15 games here for Week 17 in the National Football League. Don't go away. You'll want to stick around for this. It's the penultimate week of the regular season. You're watching Point Spread Sunday on VCND Sports Betting Network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a PlayCard Debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification, terms and costs apply. Card issued by Metabank NA, member FDIC. It's the final segment of Point Spread Sunday here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, Week 17 NFL. Pritch, a really intriguing game in the early window that we haven't discussed at length, and I wanted to get your thoughts on mm -hmm. it. Titans-Dolphins, right now Tennessee, three-point favorites, total of 41. You've heard my thoughts. I'm on Tennessee. I like them. But what do you think of the cider total in this game that – has implications for the AFC number one seed. Uh, Femi, I'm perplexed a little bit about this situation, this game, because the Titans are looking at a number one seed, perhaps, in the AFC, but yet they've been in eight underdog situations this year. Did you know that? Marker doesn't like them. I know, six, <laughs> but they're six and two as an underdog, and then mm -hmm. as a favorite, uh, seven of them, uh, three and four uh, as a favorite at home. I, I thought last week they played the most important 30 minutes of, the, of, of football of, of the entire season, uh, and Tannehill rose to the occasion. Uh, A.J. Brown rose to the occasion offensive line, defensively, too, getting turnovers and stops. Uh, now, I, I know Garoppolo was injured, uh, but you're looking at a Miami Dolphins offense in which uh, they have non-explosive passing plays. Uh, they really they don't threaten you down the field at all. Uh, and then if you look at, what, six, point, six and a half yards per passing attempt for Tua, that's only better than the Steelers, Lions, Panthers, Giants, and Jaguars. So it's not a good group to be <laughs> it's in. It's not. It's not. But yet it's been effective. I, I think Waddle is a wild card because how do you 
how, how do you value him on the field defensively? Is he a running back? Is he a slot guy? I mean, where, where, do you, where do you put him defensively? How do you account for him? So if the Titans figure that out, they should win this game and cover this number, though. I just keep coming back to the Tennessee Titans have probably the best resume mm-hmm. of any team in the league with the teams that they've beaten this year. I mean, they beat the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams all consecutive weeks, beat the Colts twice, the right. team that everybody apparently loves to be a dark horse. They beat the Niners last week. Now, of course, they lost to the Patriots, but that was when they were banged up. This Titans team, maybe I'm the idiot here who's dead wrong, but I think that this team is being undervalued by the market. I think we see that later today, and I think they maybe has a chance to possibly be the number one seed mm. in the AFC. They just, they've won too many games against too many good opponents for them to be frauds. I don't believe that's the case. Maybe they lose today, but they're not frauds. That's my take. All right, Pritch, let's run down the list of games. We have 15 of them. Yes. We've got about eight minutes left, so we got to get to all of these, starting with Raiders and the Colts. Right now, Indianapolis, eight-and-a-half-point favorites, total 46-and-a-half. Carson Wentz is in. This is a pretty good teaser like here, Pritch. Yeah, it is. Uh, certainly, I have them as a teaser on my card, too. So, I mean, I, I think a playoff intensity, uh, that's an understatement for this game. The Raiders are getting key players back, Perryman. Uh, they're without Jonathan Abram, though, the enforcer on that defense. They have to stop the rushing attack, right? The offensive line is now back for the Colts, too. I look for the Colts to try to the pound the rock today against Raiders. No Darren Waller for the Las Vegas Raiders. Denzel Perriman questionable with an ankle injury. He's their middle linebacker for Indianapolis. Eric Fisher didn't practice at all this week. Questionable with a knee, shoulder, and toe. He must not be feeling very good. <laughs> Mark Lewinsky also illness. Questionable, limited in Friday's practice. Giants and the Bears. You got to play on this game right now the Bears six point favorites total of 36 and a half yeah teams up the Giants uh catching 12 and a half points in that situation Giants own four ATS the last four games overall and then the double digit losses those last four games too so the Giants aren't going anywhere the Bears they get a victory on the road but yet the quarterback who led them to victory is no longer the starter uh is Andy Dalton who by the way uh, in six uh starts this year has a thousand yards <laughs> not very good. So, right. Not very good uh, offensively on either side. Uh, the low total, I mean, it did present that teaser opportunity, though. Kadarius Tony, Darius Slayton, Colin Johnson, John Ross, all receivers for the Giants, all of them out. Kenny Galladay is probably the only name that you probably remember on that team. Buccaneers and the Jets. Bucks have gone up to 14-point favorites in the Meadowlands at Circa, Westgate, and at Caesars. Total 46. Uh, well, Tampa uh, Tampa Bay, Tom, Tom Brady, really, yeah. pretty much his own the Jets uh, in his entire career because of the division he was in, certainly prior. Uh, and there's a lot of injuries. I mean, you're concerned about the bookends on the defensive side of the ball for Tampa. Can the Jets run the football, which they're going to look to do that. From a spread standpoint, I stayed away. Uh, from a performance standpoint, I'm looking for Tom Brady to have a big day, though. Bruce Arians will coach in this game. He was on the COVID list earlier, but he cleared protocol, so Bruce is good to go. Falcons and the Bills, the Bills, 14-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 45-and-a-half. We talked to Ian about this game, but quick thoughts on side or total. I'm on the fence about uh, my former team teaser now. Uh, I mean, it's 20 <laughs> points, and then what Ian said, we just had him on the program, made sense. The Bills, if, if they get out to a big lead, maybe they can rest some players mm-hmm. here. Uh, an opportunity there, and therefore maybe a, a, a cover situation in terms of 20 points for the Falcons. I think the Falcons will play hard, though. Uh, they're a physical team up front, uh, and certainly with Patterson on the field as well. Next in the rotation order is Cowboys and the Cardinals. Originally a 10 a.m. Pacific game, now 125, but it is next in the rotation number. Dallas, six-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 52. Well, you got the Cardinals already in the playoffs situation, too. And, um, I mean, I don't know if they're going to win a division. I I think they have come to grips with that. 
Uh, but they got to correct some things offensively. Kyler Murray back at home. Uh, he's undefeated in that building. That, but the Cowboys got it going. I mean, uh, they're, the, they're, the, they're the best team in the National Football League when it comes to points. I'm talking about offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking for that to continue today. Also the best team against the spread. 12-3 and three mm-hmm. at the window. That's 80%. The Panthers and the Saints also an afternoon game. New Orleans 6.5 point favorites. Total 37.5. Can I give you the quote from... David Tepper, the owner. Let me hear it. (laughs) The quote, this is a quote. He's unhappy and um, embarrassed, uh, unquote, by the uh, contract he gave to Matt Rule. So the owner, I mean, uh, what are you you trying to do there? Matt Rule, my goodness, it's not if you're going to get fired, it's when you're going to get fired. And that's how he's coaching now. Uh, So good luck with that. And then the Saints on the other side continues uh, their issue with trying to replace Drew Brees. I don't know when that's going to happen. Eagles and the Washington football team. Philadelphia is up to six in our nation's capital, total of 44 and a half. This Eagles football team is is surprising. I think Jalen Hurts, the year that he's having, but defensively getting it done. Only one 100-yard rusher or rushing team that they faced in the last eight games, and that's impressive to me. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Chiefs three-and-a-half-point road favors with a total of 51. Yeah, you know, looking at the Chiefs to win this game, but maybe the Bengals could cover, get inside a number with uh, how that roster is so young and so talented. We outlined it earlier in the show how this is a very pivotal game for the AFC Mm -hmm. playoff implications. All eyes will be on Cincinnati. The Jaguars taking on the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Pat, 16-and-a-half-point favorites, total 41-and-a-half as New England's coming off back-to-back losses. Didn't touch this game at all. Uh, I know Bill Belichick has high praise for Trevor Lawrence, but, I I mean, this the Jags, their team is just trying to get competitive, uh, which is a game I'm going to stay away from. Yeah, Jags have a lot of COVID on their offensive line, also on defense. So uh, it's going to be a shorthanded Jacksonville team. Titans and the Dolphins, we touched on that game earlier in this segment. So let's skip over to the Chargers hosting the Denver Broncos. Bolts, eight-point favorites, total 45-and-a-half. What do you do with this game when both teams underachieved big time last week? I mean, the Chargers, what was that against the Texans and the Broncos? I mean, when you forget your equipment uh, <laughs> or, or don't bring your equipment in your heart, uh, it's hard to bet that team as well. Yeah, no Bradley Chubb for the Denver Broncos. He's on the reserve COVID. Also, Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick on the COVID list as well. So Denver shorthanded in terms of pass catchers. San Francisco 49ers up to 13-point favorites hosting the Houston Texans. Total 44. Likely no Jimmy G. Trey mm-hmm. Lance, it's your time to dance. Right. It's the future of the 49ers. Like what you just did right there, too, uh-huh. by the way. <laughs> uh, no, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be in his element, too, trying to go up against the former team he coached with uh, and for uh, and being highly creative with that rushing attack. Seahawks, eight-point favorites at home, hosting the Detroit Lions with a total of 41. How about this? Russell Wilson, the, his tenure, is, it could be done. It's been a heck it of a be run. Done. It's been a great run, but uh, he's, he's clearly not himself mentally and physically. Uh, the Lions, strong ATS, 10-5 and five, uh, this year. A teaser situation, perhaps, with the Seahawks teasing them down a little bit. Yeah, it's been a great run for the Seahawks team. Russell Wilson from that area, so I've seen quite a bit of it. Seahawks 47-36-2 against the spread as a home team mm-hmm. since 2012 when Russell Wilson entered the league. All right, got a couple more games up. Rams-Ravens, this is the morning game. Rams, six-and-a-half point favorites, total 46-and-a-half. Tyler Huntley starting for Baltimore. I'm excited about Huntley's chance. I think he's got to find, find Andrews, but I wonder if Ramsey's going to shadow Andrews, though, because Ramsey has played inside predominantly all year long as a slot guy, a coverage guy. Uh, he has moved to the outside as well, but uh, you got to stop Andrews. Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football, 
15-point favorites mm. against the Minnesota Vikings. Total 42.5, of course, Kirk Cousins on the reserve COVID list. The door is there. It's open for the Packers to be the number one seed. Door is open for Aaron Rodgers to yeah. an MVP mm-hmm. as well. Could be a back-to-back MVP. So those are the 15 games on the day. Pritch, want to break down your picks for the folks who might have missed them? Colts, the Cowboys on a six-point teaser. I got the Cowboys to a pick-em situation. Uh, and then I got the Panthers and the Giants teased up the 12-and-a-half. Low total situations in those games. And my picks for today, if I can find them, Rams minus three and a half, <laughs> Titans minus three, 49ers minus 14, Broncos plus six, Seahawks minus six and a half, Cardinals plus six, and the Packers minus six and a half. All right, those are our plays. Hopefully we cash some tickets to start the year. Our first NFL right. Sunday in 2022. We hope you cash some tickets. Thank you to Ian McMillan of Betsided for joining us here on Point Spread Sunday. Thank you for you for watching and listening. Best of luck to you today on the other side of the break. The Lombardi line, Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi here, v the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.